the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Them violate a nuclear agreement and go out and do weapons, and we're not allowed to. We're the ones that have stayed in the agreement, and we've honored the agreement, but Russia has not, unfortunately, honored the agreement. So we're going to terminate the agreement. We're going to pull out. That 1987 deal prohibits the U.S. and Russia from possessing, producing, or test flying any ground-launched cruise missiles with a range of up to 3,400 miles. Another Republican subjected to harassment in public. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his wife were shouted at while they were trying to eat a meal at a restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend. They were also followed to their car. This is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt says we have seen the true colors of the left. You saw the mask slip from the left, and it was ugly, snarling, maddened mob. To give it power would be to risk fraying even further the common bonds of citizenship. Best for them to spend a long time in the wilderness as San Francisco Democrats of 1984. And so you need to get involved. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot. Just coming up on the 1 o'clock hour here, you got two hours next with Brad Carlson in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. But first, did you know that The Patriot has its own fan club? That's right, all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassle. AM1280thepatriot.com. Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Fan Club members have a chance to win our October Book of the Month, Jesus is Risen by David Limbaugh. High of 56 today, going to be sunny to partly cloudy and a low of 34. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. There we go. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always... We appreciate you tuning in as we are T minus 16 days until Election Day and a lot of news flowing in fast and furious. That is for certain. So there's going to be a lot of uh, opining on the upcoming midterm elections. That is for sure. And by the way, folks, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the Battleground Talkers Tour taking place this Thursday, October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. There are still a handful of tickets remaining for preferred seating for this fantastic event, which will feature the main speakers, which are Salem Media Group national personalities, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, Larry Elder. Folks, you're not going to want to miss it. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner for Battleground Talkers Tour, and get your tickets today. And we look forward to seeing you there. And, of course, election night, Tuesday, November 6th. Is that, is that, is that on Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, November 6th. Election night broadcast, Mitch Berg and myself, We'll get started about uh, 8 p.m. and go 
at least until midnight, maybe beyond. That is for sure. I have a feeling it's going to be a long, long night. We're not going to know uh, how all of the races turn out. And I have a feeling we're not going to know until well into the evening whether uh, the Democrats seize the U.S. House of Representatives. We shall see. But uh, it's going to be a lot going on in the next few weeks. And you're here at AM 1280 The Patriot for the best place you could possibly be for all of your comprehensive election coverage. As always, we appreciate your support. Uh, Obviously, the top story from this past week, uh, Elizabeth Warren is up for re-election in Massachusetts as, you know, it's U.S. Senator, and there is no indication that she's ever been in any kind of trouble as far as winning re-election. I don't think it's going to be an issue. However, that doesn't mean she didn't make some news this past week. And, of course, we all know uh, that Elizabeth Warren, since basically she was elected as U.S. Senator out of Massachusetts in 2012, that she had been touting some sort of Native American ancestry, that she was uh, part uh, Cherokee. And she even uh, wrote a recipe book recipe book called Pow Wow Chow and signed it Cherokee, Elizabeth Warren Cherokee. So she's been touting her Native American credentials, and there's always been a lot of skepticism surrounding it. And... The one thing that was talked about is, you know, she was a professor at the at Harvard Law School. And one of the things that was talked about, one of the controversial aspects was that she used her Native American chops or alleged Native American chops to acquire that position at Harvard Law. Uh, we've later come to find out that wasn't necessarily true. But the fact that her Native American ancestry was ascertained while she was a tenured professor at Harvard Law was later touted in future bios. And we'll get to that in a little bit later. But in case you haven't uh, ascertained, we're going to talk a little bit about that story. This this kind of stems from uh, President Trump mocking her uh, alleged Native American credentials. Pr- President Trump never believed it. In fact, at a rally some time ago, Basically, came out and said, "Look, I'll pay a million dollars if if she uh, if she takes one of those DNA tests and proves her Native American ancestry." Now, Trump says he never said it, or and then of course it's it's pretty well spelled out. Yeah, he did say it, and then some of his officials are saying, "Well, if it proved that she was as Native American as she indicated, well, then we'll donate a million dollars to her favorite charity." Who knows if that's a binding contract? I'm no legal beagle. That's another story entirely. But the point is, is that the president never believed her claims to uh, her Native American chops. So he decided to to continue, and he always chided her by calling her Pocahontas, which, let's be honest, it's immature and, and, and silly. Yet other people doing the same thing. I mean, there was one rally. I don't know who the guy was, but there was video of a guy doing kind of the Indian call from the podium. It's like, what are you doing? Come on. This isn't, she may not be as Native American as she says, but if you're going to pull this kind of garbage, you're just eliciting sympathy for her. So nobody looks good in this all the way around is what I'm saying. Uh, I I analogize to this. I don't know if you've ever seen the the movie Good Morning Vietnam. It was came out back in 1987, where it was based on a true story. Airman Adrian Cronauer, who was a real-life person, uh, was played brilliantly by Robin Williams. In fact, Robin Williams was nominated for an Oscar for that by basically playing himself. I mean, if you look at the shtick that Robin Williams performed in Good Morning Vietnam, it was basically Robin Williams uh, over a microphone. And just as kind of an aside, the real-life Adrian Cronauer was often asked to, hey, you know, uh, kind of do your spiel like you used to do back in Vietnam. He's like, uh, that that wasn't me. That I, I mean, I was a, you know, I, I had some lighthearted moments on the air, but I, I wasn't doing that, okay? So it was embellished, you, you, you can imagine. But <clears throat> anyways, that's a digression. The point is, is that uh, Adrian Cronauer was brought to Vietnam to host this program on U.S. Armed Services, uh, U.S. Armed Services radio station, and you know, I don't, if you haven't seen the movie, well, why the heck not? It's over 30 years old, so I apologize for any spoilers here. But there was a situation where Cronauer left the, left the station for a bit because he got frustrated that he was being censored from delivering the real news. I mean, there was, there was, a, very, it was a, um, a very dire situation going on in Vietnam, and for some reason, they didn't want to put it out there that 
there was some actual atrocities going on in Vietnam. And so he walked away for a time. And there was a lieutenant, a lieutenant by the name of Stephen Hawk, played by uh, the late, great Bruno Kirby, who said, you know, he wanted to get behind the microphone. He says, I'm a funny guy. I know I'm funny. He says, I know in my heart I'm funny. I want, I, 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 sh- I can entertain the troops. I can take his place. And his production guys behind the scenes are saying, sir, you can't go on the air with this stuff. This is awful. You can't do it. It's not funny. He says, you you guys are crazy. I'm funny. So he went on there, went on the radio and did about a two minute long segment. And it was as awful as everybody expected it to be just terrible. And after he did this awful, unfunny segment, they went to the music, they played a record, and his production guys are just staring at him through the glass like, how could you have gone on air with that? That's the worst thing we have ever heard. And Lieutenant Hawk sat there with his arms crossed, all indignant, and said, I think I'm owed an apology. Basically saying, I just validated to you that I'm funny by delivering what I did, whereas the people behind the glass very obviously said, No, you validated our assertions that you're not funny. And I use that analogy to say this is essentially what the Elizabeth Warren saga was. She took her DNA test. She released this five-and-a-half-minute poignant video on her Twitter feed where she went back, visited her brothers and some of her family members, talking about her Native American ancestry. Well, what what the test actually showed and Guy Benson talked about this at Town Hall, that she may be somewhere between 164th and 1,024th Native American. So if you do the math on that, 1,024th, that's less than one-tenth of 1%. And there have been genealogy studies that show the average American has close to two-tenths Native American ancestry. Okay? That's almost double what Elizabeth Warren has. So here she puts out this video all indignant, say, see? Huh? That that DNA test uh, validates everything I've been saying, whereas everybody else is like, are you kidding me? That's less than one-tenth of one percent, which is less than half of what the average American has. So you're no more Native American than the average American. Right? The average American citizen. And yet she thinks that somehow that proves a point. Uh, it, it Crazy. It, it just was a- absolute craziness ensued, and she was mocked accordingly for it. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's starting to walk back all of the things she said. Well, you know what? I, I, I just said it just proved that I was part Cherokee tribe. I never said I was like one or two generations removed or anything. All I was saying is that my ancestry does indeed show that I am part Cherokee. And she says the DNA test proves that out. Um, well, there are uh, there actually was some rebuttals from some people who actually have the Native American chops, the Cherokee heritage, if you will, more so than does Elizabeth Warren. And we'll get into that a little bit. So this was just a, a, a complete and total blunder on her part. Now, again, it's not going to hurt her in her U.S. Senate race. She's going to win re-election as U.S. Senator of Massachusetts in a walk. I mean, take that to the bank. But does this affect her running for president in 2020? Because she's been a a longtime favorite of the progressive left. Well, a a lot of Democrats have been conspicuously silent about this, particularly her colleagues in the Senate. You know, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, whomever, some some folks who have been mentioned as possibly being Democratic contenders in 2020 to oppose President Trump. So do you think for one millisecond, if Elizabeth Warren is on a debate stage with Cory Booker and Kamala Harris during a Democrat presidential debate, that they're going to let this go? Because Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are actual people of color. All right. And so they're going to hit her hard on this. It's like, who do you think you are? Basically, uh, you're less than one-tenth of one percent Native American, yet you touted that in order to enhance your credibility when you were working at Harvard Law School. You know, don't you think that under 
undermines people of actual that have actual minority chops here. So I'm just saying uh, they're being quiet right now, but come 2020, if she decides to run for president, um, this is going to come back to haunt her. Uh, I have to believe, and again, you call this prediction, call this a guess, whatever you want. This effectively ends her uh, 2020 campaign. When we come back, yeah, there were a few folks of actual Cherokee descent, Cher- Cherokee tribal affiliation that had a few things to say about this. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hey, what are you doing? You hurt my ears, eh? Oh, hey, sorry, bro. I was just thinking about going home tonight. I am so looking forward to sitting in my Arctic hot tub. Going home for me these days when I get that new hot tub, it's like my little oasis, you know? Oasis? Where'd you hear that, eh? I go home with the family. I soak in my new Arctic hot tub. You never invite me. Yeah, and we want to relax, like I said. The whole family can get in there, and we're together relaxing for a change. It's like soaking away the pressures from a long, stressful day. It's awesome. Yeah, but doesn't that cost a lot of dough every month? Not! Arctic spas are so energy efficient, bro. I I am spending less than $20 a month, and that was in the middle of the winter. Take off, eh? No way. That's like cheaper than a box of toques. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. These past couple of weeks, we've seen just how toxic political rhetoric can be, and that the midterms really are a battleground. Prager, Elder, and Medved are in the Twin Cities this Thursday evening to help us find direction through the fog that is mainstream news media. Head to am1280thepatriot.com for tickets and details. The Battleground Talkers Tour is supported by Mortgages Unlimited, makemnred.com, and Lucky Station Convenience Stores. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to affirm her Native American identity and to collect a million dollars in the process. President Trump, in a rally, promised to pay that much if DNA tests should prove that she's an Indian. She cites tests indicating her genetic Indian ancestry is as much as 1 in 64 or as little as 1 in 1,024. No, no recognized tribe in America would accept a single great-great-great-great-grandfather as proof. Worst of all, Warren's insistence on the one-drop-of-blood standard is inherently racist. What does DNA mean without history of cultural affinity or communal participation? President Trump should no longer use the nickname Pocahontas. The designation Faux-Cahontas is far more appropriate. That's Faux as in phony. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Step into Chet's shoes in Columbia Heights for work, hiking, hunting footwear, and more. Check out our expanded line of women's work boots and our selection of New Balance shoes. Ready to ride this season? Be sure to check out our Harley-Davidson motorcycle boots. Don't forget, Chet's carries other essentials such as socks and inserts. Let us help you find the right footwear and the right size. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and visit us at chetsshoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Picture that took of you in your cowboy hat. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, let me bring up the Narn Show hashtag right now. Just be, sh- just want to be sure I'm not missing uh, your tweets. I, I, I always tell you to use hashtag Narn Show when tweeting, and then it would help if I check it, huh? Okay. I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, we do have a phone call, line one, Robert. Hey, Robert, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Um, yeah, I remember thinking <clears throat> after watching Good Morning Vietnam that, Lieutenant, don't you wish Rob uh, Don Rickles was there? to convince him that, no, you're not funny. 
I, yeah, Don Don would be an authority on who's funnier or who is not. I agree, hundred uh, percent, Robert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, my uh, my point though was, um, why do we have to uh, claim some you know special merit if we're a minority? It seems like isn't it good enough to be a white person? It's like we've swung from one extreme to the other in our country. It used to be. You know, we discriminated against minorities. Oh, now it's swung the other way. Minorities are better than white people. I mean, why can't we just see that we're all the same in God's eyes and under the law, equal justice under the law, we're all equal. That's an excellent point, Robert. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, you know, myself being a uh, uh, Bible-believing uh, Christian, you know, God is no respecter of persons, and and I, and I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, Ben Shapiro talked about this. He gave some testimony before— uh, I forget what congressional committee. This was a year or two ago. He and Adam Carolla talking about how political correctness has run rampant in this country, and basically, it's people's opinions are being dismissed because they don't have the struggle of some other people. Like, for instance, if it's a uh, so a, a, the implication being, of course, if it's a white person debating a person of color, well, the per, the default goes with a person of color because they've had more struggles in life just based just based on their race. I mean, that, I'm not saying that that's. I'm not trying to paint a broad brush and saying that all minorities think that way. Absolutely not. But I'm just saying that that kind of seems to be the prevailing sentiment. Like I can talk about my struggles growing up a, as a young person. You know, my brother and I being raised by a, a single mother, and I, I've been told. Well, I, I, I've been flat out told because of white privilege, it's not as great a struggle. And it's like, well, I don't. Who are you to say whose struggle was worse? You know, I, again, that that's kind of, that's that's kind of a bit of digression, but at the same point, it does kind of fit in here a little bit because Elizabeth Warren was a, a, she continued to allow this particular issue to manifest itself. Now, again, I believe you know she released a video, and there were several members of Harvard faculty, including folks who talked to her before she accepted a teaching position. That said, her Native American ancestry never came up. Her heritage never came up. So it was not an issue for her being hired here. Would we have liked to have had more diversity? Of course. But at the same time, it needs to be a meritocracy. You need, I mean, the bottom line is you need to have the ability to, to, to teach a class, all right, regardless of what race or heritage you are. And so I'll, I'll, I'll concede that she didn't use her Native American heritage, her ancestry, to get hired on in this faculty position. But she also um, didn't exactly deny it when it was being touted. And as a matter of fact, listed herself in other bios as minority status. Well, from the Fordham Law Review. This was from the Fordham Law Review. Let me see when this was. This was in 1997, and Elizabeth Warren was hired, I believe, uh, 1995-96, so the year before. So a Fordham Law Review, this is just an excerpt from 1997 Fordham Law Review. There are few women of color who hold important positions in the academy, Fortune 500 companies, or other prominent fields or industries. This is not inconsequential. Diversifying these arenas, in part by adding qualified women of color to their ranks, remains important for many reasons. For one, there are scant women of color as role models. In my th- Whoever wrote this is writing this in the first person. In my three years at Stanford Law School, there was no professors who were women of color. Harvard Law School hired its first woman of color, Elizabeth Warren, in 1995. Okay. And again, the footnote on this is she was hired a couple years before that. So she was being touted as a woman of color in the Fordham Law Review. And uh, again, this is a Jim Garrity, a hat tip to Jim Garrity, National Review. He was the one who who cited this. And then he asked a salient question. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll put this out to the left of center folks who follow me. Are you comfortable with Elizabeth Warren being described as a, quote, woman of color, close quote? Because that's what Harvard Law School said she was. Now, again, they may not have hired her on that basis, but once they learned or ascertained her Native American ancestry, 
They were willing to go forward with it. You could argue, well, Harvard Law School was the one who was doing the exploiting, not other way, not the other way around. Okay, fine and good, but why didn't Elizabeth Warren ever correct them? And later on, she had indicated, well, I, I never knew that they were touting me as a woman of color. Really? Then why were you indicating yourself as a minority in future other in, in other future dissertations? This, you know, there, there's a lot of things that don't pass the proverbial smell test here. And another issue that she ran into was that she said her DNA test proved her Cherokee ancestry. Well, uh, the Cherokee Nation Secretary of State, Chuck uh, Hoskin Jr., uh, yeah, he wasn't hearing any of it. And this was from the uh, yeah, Cherokee.org website. And again, it's uh, and then Cherokee Nation Secretary of State. This was his statement in response to this. A DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. Sovereign tribal nations set their own legal requirements for citizenship. And while DNA tests can be used to determine lineage, such as paternity to an individual, it is not evidence for tribal affiliation. Using a DNA test to lay claim to any connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her uh, continued claims of tribal heritage. Again, a scathing rebuke from Chuck Hoskin Jr., who again was the is the Secretary of State of Cherokee Nation. We got a few minutes left in this segment. I think we have time for this call. Uh, Mark, St. Louis Park, you're on line one. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, another great show. Fox News had a uh, Columbia Law professor on this week, and he said, of course, these professors are saying that nothing. Her, her, her heritage had nothing to do with with their being hired and other items with the schools because that would violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Right. So they have to say that. He's been trying to get a hold of admission records, and they will not release them to him, to the, to the, to the Columbia Law Professor. They're saying all this because they don't want to violate the 64 Civil Rights Act, so you can't go by these professors. And uh, what she did, she appropriated a spot from the most marginalized communities she, for herself, claiming to be an Indian, she did. She's always saying that she's for the for the outsider, for the insider, uh, Main Street versus Wall Street. She's a fraud. She's saying she, she's a little met the little person against the big corporations. She did exactly what she's always campaigning against. She's a total fraud. And I'll hang up and listen, of course. Yeah, appreciate it, Mark. Thanks as always uh, for the call. Uh, yeah, I, you know, again, I'm willing to concede that it wasn't asked about, that it wasn't bro, or they weren't aware of it. Okay, now you make a good point. They can't come out and say, well, yeah, we were aware of it. And, uh, you know, and sure, we considered it because, you know, we like to have a little more diversity on the staff. And, you know, again, you have to be careful how you parse that statement if indeed it was a if it was used as a rationale in hiring her. But I'm sorry, even if okay, I'll be willing to grant that they weren't aware of it. But again, like we had determined it was ascertained later that she was being touted as a woman of color on the faculty. Regardless of whether they knew about it up front or not, it was later on being used and saying, well, look how diverse we are. We uh, brought on someone of, uh, of Native American ancestry, uh, specifically of the Cherokee tribe. And as, we, as, we, as I just read, uh, Cherokee Nation's having none of it. And I, I, forget, I wish I would have looked the sound clip up, but someone on MSNBC basically was hitting back at uh, Mr. Hoskin for calling BS on Warren's DNA test of having any relevance. Okay, and it's like, who are you to tell someone of that is, is a member, an actual member of the Cherokee tribe, what standards they use to determine affiliation? Who, who are you to do something like that? that? That was insane. And gosh, I wish I would have looked that up uh, before I came in the show. I, I I, I don't think I'll talk about this again more than one segment. But, again, this wouldn't even be an issue unless she continued to talk about it. And when we come back, I do have some audio uh, where she pretty much had her talking points down 
as to how her family history was revealed to her. And again, this was something that was shared by her parents. And did she bother to ask questions or did she just take it for what it was and just ran with it? Well, we'll play that when we come back again. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. It's our goal that what you hear on The Patriot positively affects you and your family. So we're interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Would you share your story with us? Record a video message on your phone and submit it to am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword story. For simply sharing your video with us, you could win an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. You have until October 23rd to enter. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorkov. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life Across America. America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks as always for tuning in. I am closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show Saturdays, nine to eleven a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Bergen, these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's the headliner edition, heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. I am the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And give us a call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARN Show, for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Adam, if you have that audio uh, queued up, uh, I'll be calling for it in a minute or two, but... Uh, talking this hour about Elizabeth Warren, uh, she produced the DNA results showing that she is at, at most 164th Native American and at least 1 1,024th, which is less than one-tenth 
of 1%, which again, average Americans have close to twice that uh, ancestry than does Elizabeth Warren. And again, this is something that, you know, professors, and we heard from Mark last segment that the faculty at at Harvard Law School denied that that was ever an issue in her hiring because Elizabeth Warren was criticized for using that to further her career. And they come out and say, well, no, I was never under consideration when we hired her. Well, it may not have been nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but when it was learned that she had Native American ancestry, she was all of a sudden touted as a woman of color. And again, this is something that's going to be problematic for her if she decides to run for president. Now, she can, she'll be rubber stamped through a senator out of Massachusetts for as long as she wants to be, let's be honest including re-election in 16 days. But president, uh, that ship has probably sailed, especially, again, when you have, if you have candidates like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, who are going to probably take issue with the fact that she declared herself as a woman of color when you actually have Cory Booker, a man of color, and Kamala Harris, a woman of color, on the days, just saying. So anyhow, this is something that she's been touting, and this is this audio clip I'm going to play for you is a mashup of multiple television appearances where she was asked about her heritage and let's just say she had the talking points down it's about two minutes long go ahead adam please recently you were speaking about your native american heritage the issue of your ancestry were you to test positive for native american dna it would permanently resolve the issue would permanently resolve the issue while possibly shutting down president trump what do you make of that idea would you be willing to take a dna test to, to put this issue to rest let me tell you my story let me tell you a little bit about my family let me tell you the story of my family my Mother and dad were born and raised in Oklahoma. My mom and dad were born and raised out in Oklahoma. My mother and daddy were born and raised in Oklahoma. My father fell in love with my mother when they were both still teenagers. My daddy was in his teens when he fell in love with my mother. My daddy first saw my mother when they were both teenagers. A beautiful girl who played the piano. Tall, quiet girl who played the piano. He was just head over heels over her. And he was head over heels in love with her. Head over heels. But his family was bitterly opposed to their relationship. And his family was bitterly opposed to that. But his family was bitterly opposed to their relationship because she was part Native American. Because she was part Native American. Because she was part Native American. My parents eloped. They eventually eloped. They survived (coughs) the Great Depression. They survived the Dust Bowl. They survived the Great Depression, the Dust Bowl. They went through a lot of hard times, a lot of knocks. They raised three boys, my older brothers, all of whom went off to the military. They raised my three brothers, all of whom headed off to the military. They hung together for 63 years. They hung together for 63 years. I know who I am because of what my mother and my father told me, from our mom and our dad, what my grandmother and my grandfather told me, from our grandparents, what all my aunts and uncles told me, from all of our aunts and uncles. It's a part of who I am, and no one's ever going to take that away. It's a part of me, and nobody's going to take that part of me away. Uh, Kudos to the Free Beacon, Washington Free Beacon, for putting uh, together that mashup there. So there you have it. This is a story that she has been touting. And again, this is what her family has conveyed to her. Now, she's anywhere from uh, 1.5% to less than one-tenth of 1% Native American, because at most she's 164, so 1.5%. That means what you know her parents would be, what, at least three, anywhere from two-tenths of a per, uh, 1% to like 3%. Okay, so maybe back in the 1930s, if you were had any kind of Native American ancestry whatsoever, you face that kind of intolerance, that kind of prejudice, that kind of bigotry. And I'm not saying that the story her parents conveyed to her was a lie in any way. They actually face that. But that's more of a reflection, I guess, on her father's family. For Because the woman who Elizabeth Warren's father was in love with was a small percentage of Native American. So I don't know that that was indicative of how much Native American ancestry they have as much as it is that her father's family was pretty narrow-minded. That's how I'm taking it. 
At least that, that's how I'm hearing it. So, again, her claims that this DNA test validates what she's been saying all along. Again, we uh, I read the piece from uh, Chuck Hoskin Jr., the Secretary of State with uh, Cherokee Nation. And there was also, uh, and I'll just say, when you've lost the city pages here in the Twin Cities, you've lost. Uh, there was a young lady by the name of uh, Ashley Fairbanks, who was actually of uh, Cherokee descent. Um, she, this was at the uh, city pages. And this is, I'll read an excerpt of what she writes. I feel comfortable saying this. When I woke up this morning and saw Elizabeth Warren waving her DNA results around, I felt incredibly comfortable saying, hell no. That test result doesn't make her native. It doesn't excuse her false claims of native status to be treated favorably in academia. I'm not alone in thinking this. Tribal governments almost unilaterally do not accept DNA results as proof of heritage. And again, this is, uh, this is consistent with, uh, I want to be sure I got his name right, uh, Chuck Hoskin. Yeah, Chuck Hoskin Jr., again, of Cherokee Nation. This is consistent with what he has said, that DNA tests are, are not accepted as proof of heritage. Uh, Dr. Kim Tallbear wrote a fantastic book about the topic called Native American DNA. It's a hot topic because there is all kinds of BS that forces American Indians into conversations about who is Native in the first place. People steal from us all the time, and the thing they love to take most is our identity. Not our credit cards, but our claim to our ancestors. There's a variety of reasons to do it, some even with good intentions. Thieves romanticize the glory of the great-grandma who was a Cherokee princess. They, don't have, they didn't have princesses, okay? <laughs> so she's this is uh, Ashley Fairbanks emphasizing this, not me. Uh, there are some who, upon hearing that I am Anishina, uh, Anishinaabe, apologize if I butchered the pronunciation of that, uh, have looked me in the face and told me that they were spiritually indigenous or that they knew they were native because of their cheekbones. Oh, my God. People say that? Oh, my gosh. Okay, <clears throat> continuing. There are ceremonial thieves who claim to be part of a tribe so they can charge $1,000 for a sweat lodge fantasy. My favorite type is the white folks who claim an indigenous ancestor because they want to justify their own racism or the racism of their favorite sports teams. They always seem to pop up when Dateline is asking people in Washington, D.C. about their favorite about their NFL mascot. Four real native people against the mascot, four people against. Uh, four people against, all of whom claim to be Native, but couldn't tell you anything more about it. As more and more people get their Ancestry.com results and use their 2% Native American results as an excuse to feel entitled to represent themselves as Native, or to speak on our behalf, or to receive any kind of benefit because their pinky toe is Native, they should first ask themselves, why am I so easily able to use my great-great-great-great-great-grandparents' identity to steal from indigenous people today? Across the country, American Indians still face some of the greatest disparities from whites, almost every single marker of health, wealth, and political power. People who capitalize on their fractional identity are simply performing another extension of white supremacy and colonial violence. Of course, it's easy to steal from indigenous people, it's what Americans have always done. Oof, brutal. Just brutal assessment again. Ashley Fairbanks uh, from the uh, City Pages. And uh, I just want to be sure to get her uh, uh, credibility. Yeah, she says, um, this is my this is uh, Ashley Fairbanks' situation. Her dad is a citizen of the White Earth Nation, and both her grandparents were too. She's never had to question her, uh, her identity because it's right there on a fairly official-looking paper that lists her blood quantum. And uh, blood quantum tracks what fraction of native we are. So there you have it. Um, a brutal assessment by uh, Ashley Fairbanks, to be sure. And uh, The Onion, which is normally a satire publication, in today's uh, news cycle, they typically get closer to, the, to reality than ever. They had a story this past week, a headline that read, Elizabeth Warren uh, disappointed after DNA test shows zero trace of presidential material. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere.
1280 The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome to Coursera, the online gateway to thousands of career advancing courses from many of the world's best universities. So what can Coursera do for you? Coursera is the perfect way to learn at my own pace and have this amazing knowledge to help me advance professionally. I almost doubled what I was earning. Coursera is the reason I'm now a full stack developer and I've got skills that I know are in demand. Whether you want to hone your skills, add to your qualifications or switch careers, Coursera provides access to interactive learning experiences from schools like the University of Illinois, Arizona State University, and the University of London. And you can join Coursera for free. Just text TREND11 to 250250. Coursera is liberating because it let me take control of my education, learn what I want to learn, and change my whole life. Join Coursera for free. Text TREND11 to 250250. Coursera, your course to success. Text TREND11 to 250250. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back. What is it people need to keep in mind? With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower copays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Wrapping up the one o'clock hour here, uh, I pr- I've been pretty much saying that uh, the Senate is going to remain in Republican hands in large part because. Uh, the numbers just aren't there for the Democrats, even though the Republicans have a slim majority. If they flip just one or two seats, uh, it's it's all over but the crime because the Republicans are only defending eight seats. I think five are considered safe. So uh, it's all and with Heidi Heitkamp going to be sent packing in North Dakota, uh, there's already one flip for sure. Uh, speaking of Senator Heidi Heitkamp, this is from a CNN story. Uh, Senator Heitkamp issued a personal apology on Tuesday after her campaign identified some women as survivors of an abuse in an ad without their knowledge or consent. The misstep has led some women misidentified in the ad to decry the Democratic candidate and question how their names landed on the list, with one group of women saying they are seeking a lawyer who will take our case because the ad has interfered with or downright ruined our lives. The Heitkamp campaign looking to slam Representative Kevin Kramer, her Republican opponent, for suggesting tough people do not identify with the national conversation around sexual assault and the treatment of women, ran an open letter to Kramer to show him what Prairie Tough looks like. The letter featured over 120 names at the bottom, but several women have come forward to say they were either included without their permission, or were not survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, or rape, as specified in the letter. In response, High Camp admitted the mistake 
and she said she was personally apologizing to each person impact impacted. And uh, to top it all off, there was a staffer, a campaign staffer that was thrown under the bus for this, was let go by the Heidkamp campaign. Now, look, I'm not suggesting that Heidi, you know, Heidi Heidkamp's trying to run re-election for, for senator. I'm not suggesting that she micromanages letter and whatnot, but it definitely had to be approved, if not by her, by top officials within her campaign. What What an incredible irresponsible resounding blunder this is to not only put in names of people without their consent i mean to put in to to name somebody for anything is irresponsible when it when when that you don't have their consent but to but to out there the fact that they are survivors of a sexual assault i i i don't know what to that's just stunning and again heidi heitkamp was Dead woman walking in this in this campaign for the last month or two, anyways. I mean, she was going to lose re-election, and I don't know if her campaign looked at this as one last hail mary, as this still being a, a salient campaign issue in North Dakota. Now, again, I'm not I'm not um, excusing what Representative Kramer said. If he if he, if his indication is you know tough people don't identify with a national conversation around sexual assault and the treatment of women. Uh, I don't know the context of it, but if that's the actual context, uh, not a good look. Okay, just not, just not a good look. But the Heitkamp campaign's response to not only put out a full-page ad, but then to put in names of people with whom you've had no permission. And there was one disturbing aspect of this. There was a um, a young lady who was interviewed on a North Dakota news station. Obviously, they blacked out her face and then they altered her voice. But now she she said that yeah it was a KFYR TV in North Dakota. Now, this woman says she's terrified for her safety because, like many other victims of the situation, and here's her quote: "There are people that I'm hiding from. I didn't realize this until this morning that the town I live in was also posted on this." So basically, you have a woman who is a victim of some sort of sexual assault, sexual crime, and she's in hiding. And then her name is put out there with the town she lives in. So, yeah, uh, Heidi Heitkamp now has a lot more uh, troubling issues to worry about than winning re-election. That, that, that ship has sailed. She's not winning re-election. That, was, that, was, that nail was in the coffin. Final nail was in the coffin before this even happened. But now they're burying the shovel with that coffin because it's over. But now she has to deal with impending lawsuits. And keep in mind, you know, she was just trying to save herself when she voted against Brett Kavanaugh for uh, U.S. Supreme Court justice. Because what she was, even though a number of North Dakotans have overwhelmingly been in favor of Brett Kavanaugh being confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court, Heidkamp voted against his confirmation. And she did that knowing full well that, look, I'm not going to win re-election, but I might as well kind of, uh, I don't know, try to curry favors to the leftist lobby here in Washington so I can get myself a cush lobbying job because remember I think she was I think she was North Dakota's attorney general before she became senator so obviously she has a strong background in law and these particular issues uh sex assault issues were something that uh she was uh working on quite closely in her law career and so she figured she would curry favors with uh you know the leftist lobby well that that even that might be in peril now and again, this has just been a bit, 20, all of 2018, you go back to January, all of 2018, it's been a rough go for Heitkamp. I mean, you go back to, to, to January where she voted against a bill that would have made it illegal for abortions after 20 weeks. And this was a bill that her constituents overwhelmingly supported and Heitkamp voted against it. And then literally a day later, she w- was... President Trump's first ever State of the Union address. And her guest, Heidkamp's guest at the State of the Union address was a gentleman uh, who was a administrator, used to be an administrator with UPS. He's since retired. But this gentleman's, uh, since he's been retired, he's been an advocate for fighting for union workers' pensions because obviously they, uh, there's been an issue with underfunded pensions uh, in North Dakota. And this gentleman's been an advocate of that. And Heidi Heitkamp invited him to be her guest at the State of the Union. 
Well, literally the next day, this gentleman's former employer, UPS, made a $5 billion contribution to three different pensions uh, of their employees. You know why they made that $5 billion contribution? They cited the relief they're going to get from the tax bill. The tax bill that Heidi Heitkamp voted against. All right? Is that not enough irony to choke a horse? She's bringing this guy along to say, well, he's going to fight for the workers and, and try to save their pensions. And yet had Heidi Heitkamp voted for the tax bill, that was something that caused UPS to make a $5 billion investment in pension funds. So, uh, you know, she couldn't stay out of her own way earlier this year, and it's just gotten worse as time has gone on. And now Kevin Kramer had was opening up a five- or six-point lead. And now after this uh, particular blunder by her campaign, again, naming people as sexual assault survivors without their consent, and some were even misidentified. Some are coming forward and say, whoa, 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 what's my name doing on there? I'm not, I'm not a survivor. What, what's this all about? Okay? So... Does anybody know how these names were ascertained? I'd heard a rumor, and, and I hope this is just a rumor, that it was about a it was a in a thread, a Facebook thread about Kevin Kramer's comments, and therefore these people were coming forth and and objecting to to Representative Kramer's comments, and so someone went and picked the names off of this Facebook thread and then put them on this open letter. I hope that's not true. Again, if that's a rumor, then uh Please, someone inform me. But if that's how that was handled, this was just a resounding blunder all around. And again, Senator Heitkamp has more issues now than losing re-election. Uh, she's going to be facing some serious lawsuits by the sound of it. Just ugh, ugly situation all around. Ladies and gentlemen, that's hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up in mere moments right here. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 444 2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Family-friendly and totally hilarious. It's Clean Comedy Night with Triple Espresso. Bobby Bean here. Hey, this is Buzz Maxwell. Triple Espresso. Hey, everybody, I'm Hugh Butternut. We're, we're talking three guys doing three completely different things spontaneously. They've been busting guts for over 20 years and are bringing their wild antics to the Park Square Theater in downtown St. Paul on November 15th. Get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. 
Step into Chet's Shoes, where good old-fashioned customer service is always in style. Check us out today for a custom-fitting and friendly one-on-one assistance. Chet's takes the time to get to know you and your job so that we can find you just the right boot. Our friendly staff knows the products we are selling and will never pressure you to buy anything. We've been finding people the appropriate footwear for over 70 years. In a world where people hide behind avatars and get lost in the aisles of a big box store, find friendly faces at Chet's who know and stand behind the products they sell. That's why if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.